good to be back today. Um, I don't know if you guys recognized my husband Larry with his new haircut, but he's the same guy. Just a month later, um, we made it back. We have been in, um, for the last couple weeks, we got to be in Germany and England visiting my brother and visiting the church in England. And I just have to tell you, I have, um, I've really gained a, a feisty security, like a defiant feisty security and a hope and a perspective that um, is not like supernatural. It's not, it, it's not natural to me. It is supernatural um, to me. This, uh, just a year ago, I was uh, being prescribed antidepressants, or not antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication. That seems a lot more like me, right? <laughs> Um, and now I'm, uh, now I'm like walking in a season of feisty security. <laughs> How does that work? Well, um, it's not a formula. I wish, I wish I could give you a formula to make it work. Um, but honestly, it's a really a, a deep rooting perspective on God and what he's doing in the world. And that transition for me, that, um, that transformation that God has been working in me is something that I really wanted to lean into in this season. And so I suggested to the team that maybe we do a series in Revelation, which for those of you familiar with the book of Revelation, people went like, are you sure? Um, but here's why. When I think when you distill Revelation, what you have is a book of images that have been given to a people that they might have security in a time of anxiety. And can we just all get a little bit more of that? <laughs> a couple more secure images, perspective and hope, and really a defiant security in times of anxiety. So I'll, I, what I'm having to offer is an eternal picture. It's not a new picture. It's an eternal picture of a God who stands within time and outside of time itself. I'm not making up this image. It's not something I went home and dreamed up. It is very old. And uh, particularly the words that Cindy read to us today are from 95 AD. So we're reaching back a little bit for some um, really strong and secure images of who God is that have stood the test of time. The image of one God who is almighty and over all, who is one God known as, our, as the Father who loves us, as the Spirit who dwells within us, as the Son who has been our companion and has gone from death to life and back again, um, in order for us to experience God. And so I'm, I'm trusting that you guys are willing to go with me through a season of transformation of actually wanting to not be an anxious people, but wanting to be a people who not only know a defiant security in God, but can share a defiant and hopeful and, um, and give perspective to the world without um, painting over what makes us anxious but inviting God to be with us in it and to actually change it uh, within us. So that's where we're going today. Aren't you glad that God ended his book? Revelation is the last letter in the book of the Bible. And aren't you glad that he chose to end his book with images of security for a people who are anxious? I am so grateful for that. In 95 AD, Everything was not hunky-dory um, for John. When he was given this image, he was on the island of Patmos where he'd been exiled. And there was an emperor named Domitian in charge of that part of the world, the Roman and Asian world. And um, he was not kind to Christians. 
they were undergoing a really uh, severe persecution and anxiety. And so I love that God loved his people enough. He loved John enough to see into those insecurities and to come and give him a message and say, it's, doesn't, it's not going to be like that. Let me come and tell you what's going to happen. I love that our God loves us that way. So let's get into this book of defiance. Are you ready for a book of defiance, um, hope and perspective? Revelation uh, chapter one begins with um, telling us why it's written, which is so helpful um, as Revelation unfolds to know why those words are there. So here's what he says. Uh, the revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what, what must soon take place. So God gave Jesus a message to give to his churches who are enduring insecurity so that they would know what is going to happen. Um, God loves us enough. This moment matters enough to God to come in to tell us what's going on and what's going to happen. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that he does that? Okay. So then John begins to reveal to the Asian church what's going to happen. So we just read this in our reflection passage, but now listen to it again, knowing that this message is for people experiencing insecurity. So this is how the revelation, the revealing of who Jesus is, goes out to the churches of Asia. Grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne. Um, see, this is where revelation starts unpacking. Seven is a word of completion, of perfection. And so he's saying the complete Holy Spirit is there before his throne and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priest to serve his God and father to him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. I'm going to add a little bit more to it. This is the revealing for the people enduring insecurity. Look, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. So the revealing of what the people enduring insecurity need as an image of security in times of anxiety, the first thing they need to grab hold of is who God is. What is he like? Who is this authority who has the power to tell me what's going on and what will be going on? How can I know I can trust him? And the first thing that you come to know is that God is a complex being. He is Father, He is Spirit, He is Son, and the revelation of what's going on comes from that complex God who sits on a throne. And then He gives Him this description twice He who is, and who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. So if you're new to God and to His scriptures, this is like way more than enough <laughs> for one talk um, because there is so much that we have a hard time wrapping our brains around. But it's good for you to know that we who follow Jesus believe this about God, that he is father and he is spirit and he is son and he wants us to know him. He gives us a revelation, a revealing of who he is because he wants to be known by us. And um, 
he's there's one being the almighty it ends with giving that one being the almighty the title of the lord god all might and power in the world belong to him nothing is stronger than he is not climate change not any political power um, not any human strength he is almighty he is um, alpha and omega the first and the last letters of the greek alphabet that means like he's got it all he is beginning he is end and he is everything in between um and then i love this he is and he was and he is to come this is the first time i'd really honed in on the fact that he leads with is he is and he was and he is to come so good of god to know that an anxious people would need to start with right now <laughs> you are he is and he was and he is to come how much of human history does that cover all of it. He's got all of it. Okay. So I really don't think we can take anything else in without trying to wrap our, our brains around some of this. And I know we are all so grateful that we do an integrated service with the kids because if we can grab hold of the truth of God as children, right? Jesus says, don't, you know, don't suffer the little children to come to me. We can all grab hold of it. So um, I'm going to actually interrupt the kids early because I'm going to need all of you and I'm going to need all of you, too, because we are doing we're doing a pretty significant illustration here. And I apologize ahead of time for speaker situations. Um, maybe I'll go up and over so that I don't mess this up. OK, so I'm drawing a timeline. Where's your past and where's your future? You're the other way around, right? Here's past. Is this past? OK, OK, so we're going to I'm taking blue tape and I'm going to go ahead and need a friend right here to come stand stand on this for me. So who can come and stand on tape? Oh, go ahead, Rody. Oh, the, oh, okay. Oh, Rody and Reed, both of you. Okay, Rody, stand there and then Reed, you walk along this line. L leave Rody there and you walk along it. Okay, great. Okay, so I'm drawing a line from the beginning. Yep, go ahead. Keep going, Reed. Keep going. Keep stepping on it. There we go. Okay, this is our timeline. All right. Woohoo! We are going all of time from the beginning. Come on down, Reed. Get me started right here. Jump. Boop, boop. All right. Ooh. <laughs> I knew we could do this. Okay. Alpha to omega and beyond. Okay. Great. Whew. Okay. We're already gone. Yes. You can go back. Okay. I'm going to need a kid to be my main volunteer today who's willing to be my main keeper. I, you know, I even wrote you in because I knew it was going to be you. High five. Okay. Kiefer, come find a spot in the middle. And I need this to represent your life right now. Where do you want to stand? Somewhere on the stage. Okay, somewhere near the end. All right, okay. <laughs> Prophetic witness right here. Okay. Kiefer, what are you doing right now? Um, I'm standing on this stage. Yes, you are. And right now, God is with you. So I need somebody else to come represent God with Kiefer. Okay, Reed, come on up. Oh, I'm going to need all of you. So you just wait. Okay. Reed and the hamburger are representing God right now. I need you to stand right next to Kiefer because God is with you right now. Kiefer, what were you doing last week? Something cool that happened this week. Hallelujah. Went back to school after having COVID. So Kiefer, come hop back in the timeline about a week, wherever you think a week is. Okay, great. Okay. So can one of you come and represent God? Okay, come on, come on up. Okay. You were God who was with Kiefer while he had COVID. 
God bless you, son. Come on up. Will you stand right next to Kiefer for me? Okay, Kiefer, what's something that's going to happen next week? Um, I'll probably go to school. I'll probably go to school. Okay, good. Last, last week, maybe? Is it the last week of school? Here, come stand right here. Kiefer's going to move. So will you jump to the future somewhere next week? Yep. Yep, stand right here. That's good. You're representing that God was with Kiefer in the past. Okay, so in next week, who's going who's gonna to come be with Kiefer? Okay, come on, Oliver. Okay, great. Okay, Oliver, you're going to stand next to Kiefer and represent God in the future. Now, Kiefer, when were you born? Uh, March 12, 2012. Can you remember that day? Okay, I'm pretty close to remembering that day. So, um, Charlie and Stephanie, can I come up? Have you come up in the timeline and represent when Kiefer was born? Because I'm pretty sure you don't remember it, right? So, Steph, I'm going to have you represent his birthday. You just decide where that is on the timeline. And, Charlie, you're going to represent God in that moment. How's that? I'm going to need you in just a minute. I, I still have a couple more dates. Okay, great. That's awesome. Okay, now hang out here. In Kiefer's life, when was God present? All the time, right? Kiefer can be in how many places at one time? Just one. But God is with you. <laughs> but God is with you. All the time, right? Okay, so I want us to jump out and get some perspective because Revelation is not just telling us that God is and was and is to come in Kiefer's life. This passage of Scripture is telling us that God is always, has always been, and will always be. When we were in England a couple weeks ago, people were asking the new pastor there. He was the new rector of St. Aldate's Church. He'd been there a year, and some American, I'm sure, was asking him a question about his vision. What did he want to see accomplished while he was there, right? And he so humbly responded to this overachieving American and pointed our attention to a plaque that was on the back wall where his name was the newest name on the plaque. And he said that plaque goes back to 1100 AD. And it's the name of all the rectors who have been pastors of this congregation since 1100. So when I come in, I have the perspective that I am just playing my part in what God is doing here. Now, God, that is significant. This moment matters, right? But it's only like 30 years at most. So what I need, I'm going to need somebody to represent 1100 when the church in St. Aldate's started. Where Can you start maybe, do you mind being off the stage or do you want to be on the stage? Can you like, okay, we just did a time leap here. So we have 1100. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and we have Kiefer's life. And God is, his church is 2,000 years old, full of the Spirit, just about. His, his divine name, Yahweh, who is and was and is to come, that name is 4,000 years old. And our, our letter is coming in 95. Would you mind being 95 AD? If he's 1100 and that's Kiefer, pick where, pick where 95 is. That's right. I might need more tape. <laughs> Amen. So where is God? Everywhere. All the time. Okay, you guys can all come sit down. Sit down. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Can we give a round of applause to him? I made everybody work today. Thank you. Um, maybe from the table, if you guys don't mind shouting out, how does it make you feel, Kiefer? How does it make you feel to think about God being with you in every stage of your life? You don't have to, mind-boggling, it is mind-boggling. How does it make you feel 
to think about the timeline of your life and God always with you. Mind-boggling. Any other words? Reassured. What was that? Grateful. Yeah. So the opening lines of Revelation are a line about who God is. He is and he was and he is to come. Hey, you who are anxious, first thing, I, I God, am revealing myself to you. Can we just start there? And this is what I look like. I am and I was and I always will be. I am the Almighty. There's nothing outside of his hand. And then, how good is he? He so knows us. Then he transitions from who God is to who he is for us. He wants us to know that you're safe even when life gets crazy. He wants you to know how he feels about you. Um, so let's, uh, yeah, let's do this. So John is the one who's getting this message, right? He's the one who's getting the revelation. And when he starts talking to John, he addresses right, right away that all that God is can be true, not just when life is good, but also when life is hard, right? So he writes to John, and John, here's what John has to say about himself as God comes to speak to him. Verse 9, he says, I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I want you to hear what John says. He says he is our brother and companion in, um, you, you guys have this memorized yet? <laughs> if you do, say it with me. And in suffering and kingdom and patient endurance. Can you say those three with me? In suffering and kingdom and patient endurance. John immediately addresses to us that this word of hope that is coming to us is not a prosperity gospel message. Right away, he tells us that it's a message of shared suffering and kingdom and patient endurance. Oh man, wouldn't our souls rather hear something from John? Something like, grace and peace to you, church. God is real. I'm telling you, as one who's currently on vacation in my second island home of Patmos, he's content and wealthy and healthy. I've had two weeks of chosen solitude, and I'm just like, it's so well with my soul. So it's going to be okay. God is on the throne. He is good. He's with me in the palm trees. He's behind me. He's in front of me. You know what? Demission's not going to be in power for long. It's okay. The guy that we want is going to get elected next. So don't worry about that. My kids are getting safely through school. Everything's well with them. Um, you know what? I'm on my next church plant. It's going great. Um, 100% of the island is worshiping Jesus. And my kids, I mean, we're just, they are like on the right track. So I am John, your brother and companion in wealth and political rightness and achievement that are ours in Christ Jesus. So now here's this word of assurance that I have for you. But is that not what we're expecting from God? If God's going to be real and good, is that not the message we think we're going to hear? 
This is what we get. Grace and peace to you, church. God is real. He is and he was and he is to come. Father, Spirit, Son, this being is real and Almighty is really with us. I, John, I believe this, God. So I'm speaking to you, seven churches that I planted, from the island where I've been left to die. As your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Christ Jesus. Suffering and kingdom and patient endurance. Suffering, I'm just going to go with we know. Can we just like assume that as a general rule? Our sufferings have all been different, but suffering we get. We're familiar with that. Kingdom, we're coming to know at Kitsap House. You guys know I love that language. Um, if kingdom is new for you, we've got some books on the back table you're welcome to borrow. This is kind of primers um, to God's kingdom. This is how I would describe God's kingdom in a nutshell. God's kingdom is the place where the rule of God is in full effect and the world is responding to the way of heaven. God's kingdom is is the place where God's rule is in full effect and the world is responding to the way of heaven. So the kingdom is healing and forgiveness and full bellies and united communities and belonging and righteousness and peace. This is God's kingdom, and Jesus came and started the whole thing and is expecting us to bring it into his world, into the fullness of its being. And then, and patient endurance. Um, Patient endurance is one of my favorite biblical nerdy words. It's the word hupomene in the Greek. It's a combination of two words. This is going to be fun. You're going to want this one. Um, Hupa and mon... um, um, Mineo, to remain in, to abide in, to stay in, and under. So patient endurance is to remain under, to endure under. And so John is our brother in what it is to bear up under the pressures and anxieties of this world and to endure. He is our brother and our companion in suffering and kingdom and patient endurance. And thus, when we experience in our life suffering, and longing for a different place or a different way, and patient endurance, it is not a sign that God is not real. It is a sign that we need a com- our God to be a companion with us. We need someone with us who knows this. Suffering and companion, uh, suffering and kingdom and patient endurance. And Jesus is our ultimate companion, right? In suffering, he knew suffering. He lived and endured the cross. He brought the kingdom as I described it. When you were around Jesus, it was in its fullness. And in 95 AD, when John is living, he knows that Jesus. He walked with him. He knows the God who suffers and kingdom and patient endurance. And he's looking for him in the world, except he's by himself on an island. And so God sends him the message that Jesus is still alive. You think the path is life to death. Jesus did the path death to life and is alive again. And he's coming to you to reassure you that you are not alone. And then after describing who God is and then who we are in light of who God is, now John is primed to see the living Jesus and to get this image of Jesus that is going to stay with him the rest of his life. He talks about, when he talks about this vision of Jesus, he talks about him having the voice of the sound of rushing waters. Yesterday, I was with the residents of 703 and Anna at um, the Silver Falls that's at the Ohanapakash uh, campground in Rainier, and we caught the sound of rushing waters because holy wet spring, amen. 
we should be chasing waterfalls. So as I, I want you to hear the sound of rushing waters as you hear what John saw that was meant to give him security in a time of anxiety. Go ahead, Anna. Okay, hear the rushing waters. He says, I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet and with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword. His voice was like the sun shining in all, its in all its brilliance. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. And then he placed his right hand on me and said, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and of Hades. Woo! Okay. That is the image that is to give us security in times of anxiety. Not just Jesus, the companion in suffering, but Jesus, the victorious one with eyes of flaming fire and a sword coming out of his mouth and feet blazing furnace. Jesus has conquered everything. Death to life. And then hand on the shoulder. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, John. You're not alone on the island of Patmos. He is and he was and he is to come, the Almighty. So when we're in a moment that looks like suffering and longing for the kingdom and patient endurance, that, my friend, is not a sign that God is not with you, but a sign that you need a companion in God, that you need a God that you cannot create for yourself, that you do not need a God that you can control and manipulate. You do not need a magical mantra. You need a suffering God who co-suffers with you and has already been victorious over everything that was and is and will be and who is with you, who can touch you on the shoulder and say, don't be afraid. I am with you. God is right here. Nothing in your life is outside of his presence. Timeline to timeline, he is the same. I love that God knew that some 55 years after Jesus resurrecting and being by himself and in prison and wondering how his church plants were doing, John might be afraid. And when come and give John a message that wasn't just for John. See, we misread scripture when we start making it all about the individual person. When he comes to John, he says, I've got a message for my church. Got a message for the servants of Jesus, for those who follow him. And his message and who he describes himself is, he says, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has given our life a purpose. 
he has made us to be a kingdom to bring about the full bellies and the righteousness and the unity of the earth. I've made you to be that and to be priests, to share that message, to serve our God and Father, and he's the one who will get the glory. Our anxiety is addressed by God coming and giving his vision to his church. I think the church is significant. He is and he was and he is to come. Being in England was such a gift because it was such a perspective changer. You know, we're a new church. We've got a three-year timeline, right? So if, if I start thinking about this blue tape timeline of the church in terms of our beginning and our ending, there's a whole lot of <laughs> turmoil that we've been in, right? But then when I start thinking about, like, where's the sliver of the last three years in the eternal timeline of God? If this was our church's story and the church was a thousand years old, it just shifts the perspective. Amen? It just changes it a little. We stood on Martyr Square where uh, a man named Cranmer who wrote the Book of Common Prayer was burned at the stake for his faith by the Catholics. Like, come on. And now the Catholics and the Protestants are doing Alpha together. Like, it's just, it's just a bleep in the timeline. Do you know what I mean? This moment matters. God came in to be with us, to say he is right now. This moment matters. And, friends, we're part of a story that hasn't changed for 4,000 years. It's going to be okay. God is with us. And our gift is that we get to do our part to love our neighbors, the ones who are right next to us, to bring God's shalom, his peace, and his wholeness to our neighborhood because God is moving in England and in the Netherlands and maybe in Germany, just probably not where I was. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> sure he was there. Sure he was there. I found myself singing all over Germ Germany. Found myself, as in was not aware that I was singing and then I was aware that I was singing. And I was telling Larry, this is the oddest experience. I keep finding myself singing. And he said, I think you're singing to fill the void. Um what perspective it gives us to go and what perspective it gives us to get from John a message from 95 AD that he was and he is, he is and he was, and he is to come and he is the almighty and do not be afraid. So now individual, that's the message for the whole church. Now individual, don't be afraid. He comes to you. I wondered why we resist this message or why does it not feel like enough tomorrow why does it not feel like enough when we send our kids to school? Um, why does it not feel enough? God forbid we go through another election. Here we go. My election season. Isn't that fun? Like, why is it not enough in those moments? Why do we still, why do I still carry anti-anxiety medication in my backpack? Why is this not enough? And um, I wonder if we don't have an imagination enough for God being with us. That we care, we're carrying anxieties now because we can't picture God being with us. We have continued to carry anxieties from our past because we can imagine a moment in time or a series of relationships or wherever where God was not. Or my spiritual director told me that anxiety is looking into the future and imagining a future in which God is not. Just give that one to you again. I've had a while to sit with it. Anxiety is looking into the future and having an imagination for a time where God is not. 
And so I want to close today by offering us a time of prayer as we listen to the sound of rushing waters and actually allow our imaginations to play with the anxiety that we're in now, maybe a place in the past that we don't believe God was there with us, or a time in the future where we are believing that God is not. And see if we can imagine the one with the voice of rushing waters coming and putting his hand on our shoulder in that moment in time and saying, do not be afraid. So would you please stand with me? I'm going to ask everybody to stand. You don't have to pray in your own souls, but just do it for the sake of nobody being singled out. <clears throat> and I want to invite you to close your eyes. And um, this is just for you and God. And if there is a moment right now where you would really love to see God show up right now, would you just put both hands facing the floor as if you're pressing on a box? And just to say, I need, I need you, God, right now. And if there's a time in your past that you've been still wrestling with because you can't imagine that God was there with you, would you just put your hand on your shoulder that God was with you behind you? And if there's a time in the future that you're wrestling with, a future anxiety that's really uh, making you struggle, would you just lift your hand open into the future, like lift it out, like you're going to shake my hand. And let's pray together. Anna, can we get the sound of rushing waters? Thank you for being with us. And so, God, our Father, we invite you to come and to be with us. By your spirit, with the message that you gave John, speak to us individually. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead and now look. <laughs> Can you see him? Can you see that guy with white flaming hair and with a sword coming out of his mouth and with feet blazing and a white robe and the gold sash and the crown? I am alive forever and ever and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Just be there for a moment with Jesus. You have been listening to a Kitsap House podcast. We are located in Port Orchard, Washington with in-person worship every Sunday. For more information, go online to kitsaphouse.org. Don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend. Thank you and God bless.